Welcome to Voices Rising Podcast. I'm Shelley. And I'm Sarah. We are two book lovers, writers, and publishers coming to you from the mountains of Colorado. Every week we bring you new topics about life, books, writing, publishing, and much more. Let us know what topics you're interested in hearing more about. We are here to connect with you and support you. to fall. It's fall. It's here. I like how autumn is such a beautiful word and fall is like the the leaves fall. The leaves. (laughs) It is such a funny (laughs) word and it's so funny because I often repel the word autumn and I like the word fall better. That's funny. And the beautiful bright colors. I don't know what it is but it's really traditionally it's autumn is the season. Right. Right. It is. And it's here and I'm excited. I know. Well we've been having especially in Estes I feel like we really get the elk adds so much to the fall vibes. There's yes, mating, bugling, bugling elk all aggression over Aggression and weirdness. <laughs> it is. It's actually so cool. The other day I got done with yoga with our friend Jess and I couldn't get into my robe because a giant massive bull elk, huge. I mean, I don't know. I'm making this up like a thousand pounds and just these massive antlers just coming up and probably like 40 women and children. What do you call them? <laughs> women and children. Women and children. Elk. What do they call Cows and... Uh, does? Is it oh, does? cow elk is the girls. I, oh, cow elk is yeah, the girls. Yeah, cows. And calves. And calves, yeah. Well, but he was so aggressive and just... And then, like, hurting them and aggressively. And finally, I got in my neighborhood, and they stuck around in front nice. of my house for two hours. And me and the boys and Junie were out front just, like, in awe of... It was so freaking cool and magical and like goosebumpy. He was so aggressive and just hurting them. And it was actually making me mad. I'm like, leave them alone. <laughs> Picking on them. Because he kept just like chasing and snapping. And they just right? go with him. <laughs> Someone like, uploaded Stop. this video on Facebook for like a local Estes Park page. And it was this video of these three pretty large bull elk and all of their women like somehow they'd come together into this field oh, and the, they were actively trying to herd each other's like people of ladies ladies across the field to join their harem oh. and then they would like no and go and take this them back like, and bugle at each other and the the poor elk the for, poor cow elk were like running back and forth like oh, I know, right? But then it's, I had to also think too, like, it's like an innate way to be, for them to keep protected because they're like yeah. staying together in their, or what are they called? A herd, they're, herd, yeah. herd, right? Yeah. Herd of elk. Yeah. It is cool though. It is quite magical yeah. though. The and fall vibes. The fall vibes. And you can, it's super slow. Maybe like 10% of trees are slowly starting. Slowly. Just softly. It has been actually a pretty warm autumn. Like today I saw a butterfly on my walk and I was uh, thinking, wow, we haven't even had a big snowfall or anything yet. And yeah, I guess the butterflies are still hanging out for a bit. Totally. Well, there was a day last week during soccer where it was freezing. I had two sweaters on and I had my little bogs, little booty boots and I was cold and my kids were yeah. like shivering and I was like, oh, it's here. I Give me those it. pumpkin lattes. I started getting <laughs> with, I started drinking coffee again and I've, I'm dairy free. So I found that Soy Delicious brand and they have like a pumpkin creamer. Ooh, and of course that's nice. sugar and other yeah, of course. naughty things in it. But <laughs> I was like, yang, 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 give me the fall and put some cinnamon and nutmeg in there. I love fall. I am such a dork for fall. Like all of the colors, the orange and yellow, it's my soul vibe. Totally. I was thinking about 
okay, could you categorize people's personality based off of which season they love? Ooh, yes. And I That's thought about good. that and thought about that. Because, you know, when I'm going on walks, I just tend to go in these thought tangents. And so I love it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about how spring and fall are really transition-y. And so if you love those, you're probably more of like a growth mindset person. But if you love fall, you're probably particularly really into change and transition because it just feels like a really abrupt Ooh, that gives me goosebumps. I love that. Right? And then if you love summer and winter, maybe you're more of a like st- stability minded, maybe slower to change your mind or mm. you know more like what do they call concrete thinking? I don't know. You have to blog that or that. write a book about that. That's maybe. so good. No, you have to for okay. sure blog. <laughs> I'm, your next blog Putting is that. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that. So, so if you so are you thinking like if you are a winter mindset, then you're more like shut down and like change is really hard for you and just mm-hmm. like staying inside an introvert. More of an introvert type. Total introvert. And summer mm-hmm. person would maybe be a more extroverted, but also changes are very hard for, oh. it's like summer goes on for a long time. Maybe we're going to name this, this episode, what season are you? What season are Sarah you? Sarah actually is going to come up with one of those like magazine things with other questions and then we're going to figure it out. We should do that. That's oh, so fun. Yes. That would be like a poll. Like a poll. Yeah, like a poll. Like Ooh, make I it like up. It. Be like, okay, so are you more extrovert or introvert? Mm-hmm. Are you more like... Growth or... Yeah, growth fixed or fixed. Mindset, fixed yeah. Sarah, mm-hmm. high five. Put on a little chart. Super <laughs> smart, girl. I love that. And don't so, you love that about walking and yes. movement that you just like these ideas we talk about big totally. magic and Elizabeth Gilbert, how there are these things that are just floating down. There's a lot of times when I go out to go on a walk and I think to take my headphones so I can listen to a book or listen to music. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to listen to my thoughts. Yeah. And I go out there and I have these cool thoughts that I probably wouldn't have if I distracted myself. Just like when you're in the shower, like yes. you can't bring all your shit into the shower. Oh my gosh, and I totally right? try to bring shit into the shower. Because I'm I like, this is my too. alone time of to course. listen to my book or I, whatever. I like, put on my little speaker and yes. all this. But sometimes I'm like, no, I need to just sit there and like clear my thoughts and like let the right. water is it rush the over delta me. it's like the delta, the delta wave, wave state yes. like that deep meditative state or something yeah yeah or i get it we, we're on the same page <laughs> with that i love totally. that whole like thing and just what's your favorite season what are you well it's funny because i often have a hard time picking between spring and fall i yeah. love both of them so much when spring comes i'm like oh yeah yeah this is my favorite and then yes. fall comes, i'm like no 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 this is my favorite i, know I love fall too and yes. then spring comes again i'm like yeah maybe it's spring too i don't and then sometimes I'm in summer and I'm like, I love summer. I love the heat. Yes. But then I'm like, oh God, it's so hot. I'm so gingerly. on forever too. See, but then I love being outside and I'm my newfound thing in the summer is I love going on camper trips and traveling yes. around and you have like your house on wheels. And all the music festivals and all, all the, the camping things. stuff. Yeah. I it's love summer too. Cool. And I love hiking when it's warm, not super hot, but like this time of year, we actually last weekend went to a beautiful hike something gulch down in Glenhaven. Oh, nice. It was so beautiful. It's real. It really close to like the burn scar area, like legit. It's right. You can look up from the parking lot and it's right there. And it was so beautiful. It just takes you down in this little valley. And it took us about an hour and 45 minutes to go two miles with the kids. Did you have the dogs with you we too? We didn't, but you could. Yeah. We found out afterwards you could bring dogs. Oh, I was cool. like, dang it, we would have brought the dogs. Yeah. But it was so beautiful and the fall leaves were shifting and we all at one point took off our shoes and were playing in the freezing ice water and they were like, the kids were like, ah! 
<laughs> it was like so cold walking across and it was absolutely magical and lovely and uh, just nice. this time of year it was like cold and crispy and there was those gentle little like golden bright yellow and sometimes that neon green like transitioning in the aspen leaves mm, trees i and, love aspens in the fall i think those gorgeous. are my favorite tree this time of year well like that smell you know i'm talking about mm-hmm. that crisp just and it was so funny. We just got back from the valley. We were down visiting my sisters, and it's just ah, crazy, it's crazy and smoggy and foggy. Yeah. And we're driving up the canyon, and Milo has his window down. He's like, oh, Mom, don't you just love that clean mountain air smell? And I was like, yes, I do. It's so crisp, and it just, it's like that positive vibration of nature just lifts you up super good. Totally. I'm so grateful to live up here. Oh, my gosh, me too. And, and I to think, think about, yeah, it's, not being down there in the crazy city yes. traffic and, and yeah. just mass quantities of people. And even just going to the grocery store, it's like, Ooh! and I just really learned, like I like to be, I've always liked to hermit out, but it was way harder when I lived down there because I would go outside, Oop, my neighbor's right there. And I'm like, um, space, please, personal bubble. You're really nice. Hi. And goodbye. I close my door and now I can go out and I'm like, oh yeah, I have a Space. In my ner- my nerbers is that a word? Nerber. My nerbers. My neighbors are more hermity like me, so it's perfect. <laughs> it's your nerdy neighbor. I feel like my nerbertier. I feel like people up here though are maybe probably more like hermity like me and you. I think and so. it just draws a certain it's type the vibration. of person, maybe. But totally, yeah. yeah. And so I was talking to my kids this morning. I have a cat that loves to go outside, and this neighbor of mine saw me walking with my cat, and she comes out and she's like. I just want you to know there's a coyote in town that has mange. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Yeah. No, I didn't. I she don't said, that coyote, I saw him in my yard, this and that. And so my cat was playing outside this morning, and then I got home from bringing the kids to school, and literally he was across the street. The coyote? Yes. Aye. And I get it like, oh no, my cat. And he's fine. Right. And I, but I did not take him on my walk this morning, and I'm walking along, and I'm Sarah thinking, is like, that geek who walks her cat. I walk my I cat. I love it. Yes, Sarah's <laughs> the walk cat. Oh, he lady. insists on going. It's I not like it. I make him go. He's I like, think it's I hilarious. Will go with you on this walk. I love it. I want to actually have a video of you. I do take videos. Things. I'm going to make a little it's hilarious video project out of it. It's hilarious. I love it's it. Funny. You know what? But cats need to go outside, so and it's he's dangerous. A wild up here. Animal. Yeah. Totally. And so I said, I love my cat. He's like, I don't want him to get hurt, but he insists on being an outdoor, indoor, outdoor. And animal. you know what? Like for quality of life, like that is going to make your cat. So Guy V, like, so much more happy. Like, he's going to live, like, a more fulfilled life than being a caged, untamed. But I didn't take him on the walk this morning because I had just literally seen the coyote across the street. And I was like, I don't want to watch him like You have to also think of, even if you see that coyote, the odds are so So freaking slim. Like, that that's going to, like, that tumble is going to happen. And I always really believe that things happen for a reason. And, like, we can't live being terrified. Like, I went last year for, like, two months in the winter where I was terrified of mountain lions because my neighbors told me she had a mountain lion on her back porch. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. God. And then the other neighbor like there are mountain lions don't let your puppy out because jasper was tiny and now he weighs 75 pounds so he's a big big <laughs> fluffy fluff and i just had to come to a point where i almost like had to go inward and be like shelly you're fine and i'm not gonna live in fear and be afraid that a mountain lion's gonna come attack me and eat my dogs i bet the odds are probably like one in 207 million Maybe it's less, but Super that's low. my... But yeah, like, yeah. if you're doing everything that you can, yes. there's still this, like... That actually leads really well into our 
topics, topics yes. which is we were thinking of doing letting go. What can you let go of? It's yes. fall. Yeah. The trees are letting go of their leaves. Yeah, so what can we let go and what of? can we let go of? And the first thing I thought of is fear. Right, which is huge, but realistically, how? Like, what are things that we can do to help us to move through fear, mm-hmm. right, or let go of? Because sometimes I feel like the word let go, it's like, oh my gosh, that seems so hard. But right? like, watch these beautiful trees in nature. We can learn so much from the trees in this time of year. So if we can watch a tree and just see how right now, like this beautiful blossom and shift and transformation is about to come. It's yes. to me, it's just, it's like light is shining so much on the trees, not these pine trees, but the, is it deciduous trees? Correct? Yes. Yes. Right. The leafy trees. Right. And then they don't even know what's coming because all of a sudden the winds are going to come and just, right. So. I think for the metaphor of like, how can we let go of fear? Like what are maybe tips or tricks that you have when you're feeling like a lot of fear? Yeah. What, how we can help our listeners, you know? Well, I saw this quote um, by Jack Cornfield. I don't know if you've heard I of do. him, right? He's yeah. like meditation, mindfulness. Yes, I have his guru. like heart book. Yes, yes, I love his work. And so this quote really spoke to what we're talking about today. He said, to let go does not mean to get rid of. To let go means to let be. When we let be with compassion, things come and go on their own, Mm -hmm. which I thought instead of like this idea of literally throwing something out as far as letting it go, no, we're just actually letting it be what it is. Yeah. And so if the fear is there, if we're actively trying to reject it, we're giving it way more power. We're going to supercharge to it. We're going to attract to it. Yeah. Right. And so instead we're just like, yeah, I see you. You're there. Right. Right. I see that fear. I'm going to name it. Yeah. I'm going to observe it. I'm going to not give it too much of my attention, not too much weight, not too much of my voice. Like, I'm just going to let it be there. Yeah. And acknowledge it. Not make it. a decision based off of this. Right. Not let it control me. Right. It's mm-hmm. okay. We're all afraid. I mean, I think that's really normal. It's an innate part human. of being human, right? Right. Yes. Well, right now, especially, it's like COVID and all the things like fear is on the uproar. There's right. so much fear. There's so much. And I actually had, I saw this beautiful quote and I'm using it in my blog that I'm writing for Voices Rising nice. Press this week. It's about like when leaves land on the ground, but there still is so much beauty there because once the wind comes, they dance. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they like have this organic movement. So coming back to the fear thing, it's like if we can acknowledge that fear and allow it to move through us without grabbing on and you know, like almost like riding that fear wave or like mm-hmm. going for the ride, going for the dance. And it could be a violent, angry dance or it could be a soft and fluid dance. And then maybe within time, just like those leaves, a lot of leaves, they'll stay. And through the winter season, they decompose yeah, and they, they settle, they settle into the mm-hmm. earth, right? It gives me goosebumps. I love this. That's, I mean, and it's so true. Like if we can feel the fear and not be in the fear, like, so right now, right, fear of illness or fear of the world changing and being so out of our control. I'm really big into control what you can, right? And my whole book, Awaken yes. You, like I talk a lot about this. It's like the things that we can control. So, you know, Sarah and I would do things like practices like 
breath work, like inner reflection through writing or through meditation or mindfulness practices where you could just sit with yourself and allow it, right? Yeah, and let it move through, like you were saying, instead of grabbing on, like let that fear come and go like a flood. A cloud. <laughs> it's okay. It's a cloud on it's the sky. It's a cloud, fluff. On the sky, floating across the clouds, floating across the sky is like yeah. your emotions and its fear can just come and go. It can pass across. And almost like you can sky. paint fear on a cloud and just be like, oh yeah, I see you up there. Yeah, that is scary. You're big. Yeah. Cool. I'm still here. But it's going to go eventually. I, right. And yeah. it's like we still have to live our lives. Like we still have to show up. Like we're moms, we're writers. Mm-hmm. How beneficial is it for us to sit and just feed the fear fire, right? And just like, let it grow, let it grow and get out of control, right? Guyvee is in the window like, I want to find you. Chit-chatting at the bird. It's really cute. But right, it's so true. It's like we have to embrace fear almost. I'm like, maybe I'm on the verge of writing a new wonderful book about being with fear. I love this like whole metaphor of trees and just allowing things and like riding that fear. You can like let it come in but it's practicing that surrender to is a huge thing. Like trees, right? Think of them. They're not afraid to let go of their leaves. I don't. They think. don't. I don't. They don't even have to. They it's don't like even think time. about it. It's allowing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think trees think, but if Maybe it was they a do. metaphor, yeah, totally. They're trees are alive. They're what's much natural? Alive. That's just the season. It's time to let go of their leaves. Yeah. And if the trees were like, no, I'm hanging on. I can't let them go. Yes. <laughs> or running after them, collecting them. Like, I have to hold on to these leaves for next season. And then, but then if they held on to those leaves for next season, they would be all crumbled, crumbled and rotten yes. and disgusting. And we as people are so trained to do that. Like, oh, God, I can't let go of this. Whether mm. it's our stuff. Like, so we're talking yes. about, like, Letting things we things. can let go. If it's, like, our physical things or if it's, like, me, I have this huge thing with control. I am like a recovering control freak. I am, and I am still, and I struggle with it. But for me, control is a coping mechanism for anxiety. So when I am having a lot of anxiety about things that me being under control helps me. It's my coping tool, and I'm grateful for it. And in times, it's one of my biggest downfalls and one of my greatest helpers. So yeah. it's like that dichotomy of finding that balance between like what we're holding onto and what is serving us. So I know for me, control is in moments serving me, but it's those moments where, like you said, like stop and when I can notice and be like, okay, is this helping or hurting this situation? Because I know my husband, it drives him crazy. And we're like two bighorn sheep, just like, <laughs> or two bull elk, like, bashing. <laughs> and we're both so stubborn that it's like, okay, Shelly. This is not serving you. So then that's in those moments where maybe I can imagine a metaphorical leaf and I could be like, right? Like, maybe go. you're going to just fall at my feet and I'm going to see you down there and I'm going to be like, I see you, but I don't have to be you. Yes. <laughs> right? It's so true. Like it's letting go of control is probably another thing to add onto the list too. Yeah. Like how many times... I know this past year and a half has been a big lesson for me of just letting go of control. It has to go this way. It has to. And then it doesn't. And you're like, okay, you know what? I'm letting that go. I'm going to go along with this flow. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this dream I had really quickly. I love your dreams. So this dream is all (laughs) this lesson on letting go. And I woke up. You know how you just kind of like come to in a dream in a sense? Like a lucid dream, yeah. But I was inside of a raft and I was floating down the river and I'm just in it. And I realized there's no oars. There's no way to paddle this boat. 
And so at first I get all freaked out and I start to like, I put my hands in the water and I'm trying to like churn to the right and churn to the left and steer around the big rocks and, and like nothing I'm doing is really helping or, you know, it's just nothing is working and I'm, the raft is just doing what it does. Mm. And then I realized I had that epiphany moment and I realized I was like, no, I need to just enjoy this ride. Mm. And so I leaned back in the back of the raft, put my hands back, and I just was like, ah, I'm on this ride. Oh, Sarah, and we like beautiful. went around and up and around the river. And it was this huge metaphor for me. And I woke up from the dream and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm holding on and I'm trying to control my life. And it's similar to me in that little boat with my little hands, yeah. like trying so hard, like yes. paddle, paddle, paddle. And it's not doing any good, but it's wearing me out. And I think I'm, and I'm getting all anxious for nothing. So... That's oh. my dream. <laughs> and that dream is like, hello, message from like, I just hello, believe that yes. dreams are giving us messages to help us in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you feel like? So that has yeah. been a big teacher for me. I keep coming back to that dream a lot. And I'm like, wait, I'm I in that raft. Like, yes. I go for the ride. Like relax and enjoy this ride. Right. Enjoy <laughs> so, the ride. Totally. Yes. I love that. So That's a like, good dream. Mm-hmm. I love when you can remember them too. I know. That was one that I definitely wrote down. Heck Yeah. Which we're going to do an entire blog and podcast probably on dream work. I totally. Think. Which is so funny because this morning I was just flipping through my journal after. So Sarah and I are in a women's circle, which we're meeting yes. up. And we're doing a like an autumn like retreat workshop this weekend. But Sarah led one last winter. And it was lovely. It was like in front of the fire. And it was all on yes. like dreams. Journaling your dreams and being in control of your... It was lovely. Yes. It was so we'll, amazing. We'll dig into that on yeah. the future date. Yeah. Sure. Maybe we'll make that our next um, Writer's Cafe. Because mm-hmm. hello, if we can tap into that instinctual, something that we do all the time and we can use that to help us, guide us in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's huge, Sarah, that you it can is, do that. Yeah. And learn from your dreams. Right. Well, and I mean, I often, often, I think we all do, right? Get so overwhelmed. I mean, maybe even that could be like a, tr- a metaphor of fall, like these trees with all of these leaves like everywhere and just like embracing the overwhelm and being with it. And again, like that. When fall comes and the winds are blowing, just like, I see you overwhelmed. I'm going to just, or just like holding space, which it's hard to hold space for frantic energy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, right? It, yeah. it, it's hard. I don't know if you, you know, I have, I'm sure you have. We all have. Like I had a meditation practice where you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, like your brain and your emotional body and oh, like those emotions yeah, are just hard like, to sit still. that's when I'm like, okay, and yoga movement, flow, yes. cow and cat, downward dog, bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, move, 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 chaturanga, whatever. And then like, okay, try to sit like, Mm-mm, still not good. Gotta go. Boom, yes. Like do whatever child's pose, whatever. I think it's so much easier for me to meditate after I've done yoga or yeah. you know something physical because totally. my body doesn't want to sit still very right. long. Well, in my teacher training, that's what they said that asana was. Asana is the movement part of yoga was created to help us sit. And so, which is funny though, because I am opposite. I like to meditate first and then move. So I think it's, we just have to kind of do it jives with us or I would do both like I could be before and after can I do a three-hour practice (laughs) which I love that and I'm excited this weekend we are going to do a three hour it's going to be not just yoga but all the things all the things and I love the yeah kind of the cycle of coming back around to another season of being with you girls I know because it's like a year we were in our women's circle for a year and it's so nice to have this just I mean it's only three of us but 
we're like this triangle and our energy together is just it's very strong and it's so connected and I just I always do self-care and stuff but it's like my batteries are I have like 17 extra battery packs <laughs> charging up all and I'm like packs. all right and then like in the week I'm like yep oh, I'm gonna plug that <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It's a recharge for my soul, for my spirit. Yes. And for people who maybe don't have a a community or something like that, you can do small things like, so I do share, I did just share, if you want to join on my Yoga Bliss with Shelly on, it's on YouTube platform right now, but I am offering um, an autumn retreat, a time for you to recharge yourself that's at home, that maybe if you're struggling with life or having a hard time and some people are being quarantined still, like our lovely friend Davina. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. So Davina... Hop on there. Join us. <laughs> Join I me. personally just like doing yoga in my living room anyways. Even yeah. if the class is open and you know you can go there in person. There's part of me that I just want to be like if I fart or fart. look funny yeah. or fall over. Totally. Like, it doesn't, I don't care if I do that in front of people, but it just opens me up to just really Stop being me. present yes. and really doing like sinking into my yoga practice without being distracted. Because other people and it's their energies so is just really distracting for me. I feel but. the same way. And honestly, the first year that I practiced yoga, I know yoga is like practicing letting go, practicing non-judgment. I was so in a judgment space of like, oh my gosh, this person is judging me. Oh God, this person's looking at me. Oh my gosh, her downward dog is so good. I can't even do a hands. Blah, 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 all the things. And then I'm like, Shelly, fucking stop it. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it together. Like, you are here for you. Well, even like I, so I teach once a week, but to a screen mm-hmm. and it's like kind of weird, but then I almost imagine that just like shooting out into people's living rooms. And I'm like, I know I'm not just like standing there being a goofball, like oh, I'm teaching a yoga <laughs> class and bring my phone, you know, but it just, it keeps me in the practice and it keeps me sharp. And it's been really nice because I've been um, doing yoga with Jess and you joined us this week yes. at 6 a.m. Us mama's Woo. got our butts up Before at the, the butt sun. crack of dawn. It was cold, and I've been for three months now, like, teaching yoga with just me and her, and it's so good for me because when you're not teaching in front of people, it's way different because my cues can be way off, and I can see if I'm, like, root your right foot into the earth and step your left foot back and face the long edge of the mat, like, cueing. My cues, like, in my mind, I know what I'm saying, but if I watch someone, I'm like, Oh, I did not mean to say that. I'm so sorry. It just, it helps me. How people interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it helps me just be better and sharp in that because, I mean, I take my own yoga classes. I don't know if you've ever taken one, but it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I hope I'm cueing. I like your yoga classes. I think you do a good job. Thank you. you know. Oh, thank you. Well, because I don't know because I'm behind the screen. Yeah, and it's hard describing what you're doing while you're doing it without sounding awkward and. Yes. Well, and I always just, I took this one yoga class and she was like awesome, but she's 20 something and just like chaturanga and all of these really hard things that I've been practicing yoga for eight years and I couldn't catch up with her. And I was like, slow down. And then I'm thinking of all of these people who have illnesses or injuries and they can't keep up. Like Mm -hmm. my elbow has been hurting me. My hip hurts me. I'm like, I just, I want to make sure I'm being a yoga teacher who can encompass all types of people. 
And even my, literally my first class I taught, it was for free. I was like donating, teaching to people to grow myself. The youngest person was probably 20 something. And there was an 80 year old woman in my class. So if wow, you, that doesn't yeah. stretch your ability to reach all ages of people, like, okay, how can I make this little young chipper chapper dipper dapper? <laughs> <laughs> but also that young person could have arthritis or a knee mm-hmm. thing. And I don't go up to everyone and say, Excuse me, what's your medical condition? <laughs> Do you are you restricted in your hips? Well, I'll say I have trouble with my wrists even more and more lately. And yeah. so when I'm in those heavy, like even downward dogs, dogs yeah, like we, cat we were and doing. cow, I can't hold them for very long without needing to switch off get the weight off my wrist. Okay. And I offered in that workshop too, like this. Oh yeah, and interview. I did. I was like, good. And I did. I went down to my And I need to just like instead. I like remembering that to not just assume that people are gonna do that because I know I would feel like how does it make you feel if someone's like do a downward dog and you can't? Well exactly. And it is nice to have an alternative. Yeah. Or to know the alternative for yourself and be okay right. comfortable just do you feel it? okay though if someone like says to do that and you can't and you're like well, fuck you. You didn't even like try to help me. <laughs> I personally do. I've been doing yoga for so long. I know a lot of alternative moves right. and I have no problem just doing them. But good, good. I don't go to in-person yoga classes anymore. I just okay. haven't for so long. I just do them online. Totally. <laughs> it's great. Or you come with do us. Do what I want or I do my own thing yeah. so I can make my routine based off of what my body needs right at the right. moment. Right. I found though I am I do so much better when I have someone with me because when I'm just at home in my living room if my kids aren't awake I can crush it and just have a full I like to have a full hour for my yoga it's like ideal but doesn't always happen but if I'm at home in my living room with my kids oh god it's like mom Jody hit me and then Rex is like babe where are my socks babe and I'm like holy (laughs) fuck people like can you just Okay, I, can you see? I'm trying to recharge my battery so I can be... <laughs> do you ever just wish you had an invisibility cloak? Yes, and I like, do. Harry Potter, help us. As soon as I'm next to... Yeah. I want to be next to my daughter, but I'm working on my homework. And she's doing her game. So it's like, let's be together. But no, as soon as she sees me, it's like, Mom, Mom, needy, needy, Mom, needy. Mom. And I yeah. love I love the fuck out of her, but... Of course. You know, like that insistent, like, you need to spend every second looking at me, paying attention to me, no. every second. And that's not healthy for her anyways, because healthy. you're like, Cedar, yeah. that's not how it works in the world. Uh-uh. Like, yeah. that's yucky, right? And I think being honest, and I will say that to my kids, I'm like, I actually don't really want to play with you right now yeah. because you're being rude. And I actually love, yeah, like, I love you, but I have, I'm writing a book right now. I have to edit my book. You're the meanest mom. Oh, God, yes. Slam goes the door. And I'm like, fine. If, if it takes me having to be the mean mom to draw a line, I'm, I'm a homeschool mom now. I'm with my kids all of the goddamn time, all the time, oh which gosh. is fine. And I'm like, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's my job. Like Sarah, we were talking about, mm-hmm. like, you have a, your two part-time jobs and like, this is my job. I'm choosing to do this. And it is hard, but like, I'm legitimately with them all of the time. And when they do that, I'm like, yeah, nope, you're not going to play that <laughs> game with me. Like, uh-uh-uh, the guilt trip, no. And maybe this could be another part of like letting, like how do we help encourage them and ourselves to let go of the guilt trip? Like what are, mm. what are well, things we can do? I put that on that, my list. Good. One thing is letting go of unrealistic expectations, mm. either from yourself or from other people. Good. And just letting that go. Cedar's expectation of me, I would say, is unrealistic. So unrealistic. And, and like, you literally play with her more the than boundaries. any mom I've oh ever met. Oh my gosh, met. I know. But there's like that sense of still that guilt trip that you don't do it enough. Right. And well, and it's because 
for you, it's like you're, a, you know, you share custody with her. So you're probably, your inner talk is like, me, 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 all the things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, days she doesn't get to see me. But yeah. she also has to learn balance in her life because it's not going to serve her. Like that's something that's not going to serve her as a grown woman mm-hmm. to always be so dependent on another person. Yeah. Because then she'll go from doing that with you to maybe in a relationship. Else, that codependent kind of yes. dynamic. Which codependent yes. relationships make me feel oh, crazy and I want to yes. rip my eyeballs off. So setting those boundaries on your own expectations and on other people's expectations and just not being afraid to say, I am not required to do that. I'm sorry. Yes. Like I will do that sometimes when I want to, when it feels right, when we have time, but I am not required and I'm not going to feel guilty for saying no either. Good. I think that's important no matter what situation it is. Well, it's almost like guilt is like, I'm thinking of, I don't know why, the basketball game to mine or soccer. My kids are playing soccer. It's like that guilt ball can be attached to us, but we can kick it out of the way and be like, no, that is not serving me or like a leaf on a tree. Mm -hmm. No. And then rounding back to those letting go of realistic expectations and maybe in moments where we feel like we can't let them go, but what if we can just shift them? So it's like mm-hmm. my kid's expectation, like Cedar's expectation. Do you play with me all the time? And maybe you could say, hey, Cedar, actually, so what we're going to do is, yeah, I'm going to play with you for five minutes and I'm going to set a timer and we can play whatever it is that you want to play, if it's safe, whatever. And then I am going to take the next two hours to edit my book because I am doing hard things and I'm writing a book and this matters to me and I want to get this out in the world and I love you. And we're going to take that five minutes and we're going to shift that expectation that you have of me. And maybe, I think sometimes as parents, we think that they're too small. But like, here, your what is your expectations? I say to my kids all the time, I'm like, yeah. my expectations of you to clean the kitchen are much higher than what you actually did. <laughs> so I go through, I'm like, it's not okay when you leave shit all over the counter and there's peanut butter on the floor. Like, no, my expectations are much higher. You're not a two-year-old anymore. You're... 11, 9, and 7, pretty sure you can wipe up peanut butter off the But holding oh. those, yeah, holding those boundaries, they're yeah. so important well, for and yourself. Like, right, maybe even, like, accountability for that, too, right? People are in, like, such a, they have such th- these really strong habits that we just, and we take people for granted so much, and we just, again, with expectations, we expect them to always be the certain way because they've always done that. Mm-hmm. And, right, a new habit takes 21 to 45 days to create, Yet it takes up um, to 90 days for us to like adopt that. So it's going to be hard to establish whatever new boundaries like with our kids or spouses or coworkers or whoever, but we have to show up and do it. And right, like I feel like a broken record, like doing hard things is doing them, not just saying like, oh, I'm, this is so hard. Like I know things are hard. I say things are hard, but then I do hard things. And part of that is like, you actually have to do something about it. So it's like, what is a realistic thing that I can actually do that's not so far-fetched? Like, oh, maybe one day I can do that. Yeah, what can I do right now? Today, yeah. Yeah. Like today, I can be like, oh yeah, we're going to play. We're going to watch our family movie night. Like I'm going to do that with my kids. But this weekend, I'm getting my book edits done. I'm fucking getting my book edits done. And it's going to be like way easier. I don't have to rewrite. I don't have to restructure. I literally am just going through and saying, except, except, but I want, I don't want to just put the, I almost am like thinking, should I just do the grand accept and then listen? But then I'm like, no, that's lazy. I need to make sure. Yeah. Because I'm already in chapter four. And I'm going to get it. And then I have my reader ready. And then we need to find our book formatters. And I need to find some beta readers. I don't know if you do, but just people to really read it. Yeah, totally. I know that my mom, she will be your... 
Okay. Are you going to do that before you um, put it out there? Like, is that what your hopes mm-hmm. for before you put it out? Yeah. Okay. Well, but you can't change it though. Like you're not going to change it. Once you get your edits back from Gina, you're not going to, you can't change anything because her job's done. Right? Well, I can, it's my fucking Well, no, I know, I know. I mean, just like for her, ed- her editing As far as her editing it, yes. No. Totally. So what I'm but thinking. But if someone else comes back with, this right. didn't make sense to me, yes. I found an error, then definitely. Well, no, what I'm thinking is if you want to do that step, you need to do that step before you send it back to Gina so you can get that done because then she can help make sure everything is oh, yeah. cohesive. Does that make sense? Right. Because the that's what. Beta reader thing. Yeah. So maybe yeah. like shout out to people if you want to be Sarah's beta reader, email us at voicesrisingpress at gmail.com. And then there maybe you, you could throw that step in before you resubmit it to Gina. Totally. If pe- Yeah. Depends on how long it takes them to read the yeah, book. Yeah. But. That's true. Like, um, you have four days. <laughs> you have a week deadline. I mean, your book is really good and I would sit and listen to your book. Bam. Like I listened to each part. Like I, I didn't stop listening. There's four parts. Like mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't stop. I like listened to the whole part because I wanted to. And I'm like a creep like that. If I love a book, I'm like, oh, fuck, I listen to this all the time. Do you do that? I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. totally. I Your book is down. like that. Totally. And I'm yeah, sure it's going to, I mean, it was, I thought it was phenomenal before. So I am like super stoked to. I'm hoping it's getting better. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, already was really good. Like you can only make, like yours was like great. And now it's going to be excellent. Like it wasn't even just like good or better. It was really freaking good. Like your oh, book is really good. You. It really, it's just so real and vivid and. It's like oh, a movie. I'm excited it's to just get it out there. I'm just like, oh, these last few stages to push it through. Right. Well, and haven't you it's already so had? Hard. I've been a beta reader. You had another friend who was a beta reader. How many beta readers have you? I had? know. Well, really, only you've read it all the way through. Oh, okay. Nobody else has. Yeah. Okay. So I need to get. I need to need to get. That I'm, I'm not like saying to not do that step. <laughs> I was just saying because Gina was when oh, I was yeah, like, I know. well, because I had concerns of like, this is wait, this is your last round, but I rewrote 40 pages. Yeah. <laughs> So she just did her edits and she's like, I want you to swat your knuckles when you're trying to re-edit because if you're going to keep making revisions, you, you're just going to mess up your book. There's yeah. going to be errors. And she's like, you have rewritten and reworked this book. Like I have like yes, 27 so times. times. She said, I, re- ba- I went back most parts two to five times to make mm. sure everything was good. And she's like, slap your fingers, sit on your hands. <laughs> I'm just like, accepting Yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, you need to make yourself stop. And like, you have mm. done this work, move on to another project. Oh, wow. So I will tell you the same thing because okay, I was like, yes. I don't, don't say that to me. Like, this is my baby. But then I'm like, you know what? I have put so much energy. It's fine. Like, it's time for this. It's time for these babies to be birthed. It's time. It is. And I mean, I'm not saying you don't need your beta readers, but... It's going to push you back and back and back. Like, no. our goal is this fall. We've got this. Our our books are being launched. I'm looking at you. <laughs> You're not looking our at me. Our books are coming out. <laughs> they are coming out. It's, I mean, and the thing is, it's like we were just talking about, like, we have to let go of our fear that we're not going to be accepted or that they're not going to be good enough. Yes. Right? For all writers and inspiring writers or creators. Yeah. And here's another one that yes. is particularly good for this topic is Letting go of other people's opinions. Yes. Especially about if you put a lot of time into something like your book or your work, it's so easy to get attached to other people's opinions of that. And like, I really want them to like it or I really want them to accept it. I really want, you know. Yeah. But you got to let that go and realize that you've already done what you need to do. You've already written this book. That's on you. 
and other people, how they take it, or really anyone's opinion on anything is none of your business. Yeah. It's theirs, their business only. Right. And it's like if we based our life on how likable we were, like we would be such miserable Oh my God, yes. Right? I just really am a firm believer of the energy that you exude and you put out, you attract that. Like, I attracted you. Like, we did. Yes. How old are we? We like writer, friend. Yeah. Like, how weird is it? All the things, right? And, like, we attract that into our lives. And I'm not, I don't want to attract somebody who doesn't get me or doesn't, isn't in alignment with my message, Mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, is the people also that aren't in alignment with my message, I value you, I see you, I hear you, but that's okay. There's other things for you. And we can say, hello, I can see you just like political parties right now and all the separation in the world. Just because I don't see eye to eye with you on on the world status and what's going on, it doesn't mean that we can't coexist in the world and we can't send each other love, right? I just feel like there's that separation and that judgment and opinion piece is so big. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'm right. No, I'm right. And it's like, why do either of us have to be right? Can we just hear each other and then just be like, cool, you're still a person and I see you. I see you. You have an opinion. Yeah. And it's okay. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. You can have yours, but I'm good because I have worked like Sarah and I have worked so hard to get to this point. So freaking hard. Blood, sweat and tears. I haven't bled actually, but... (laughs) The well, sweat and the tears. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, maybe. Actually, did I bleed? Did I bleed a little bit? <laughs> yes, other than menstruation, maybe. Out of my eyes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Profusely. I saw this thing on um, the internet, the lovely internet. Oh. I don't internet. even know where, but it said, whatever you write, you better like it because you're going to read it about 75 times. Yes, <laughs> and I thought that totally. was pretty. I was like, yeah, you know. By the time you're done reading your book, you're almost sick of your book. <laughs> you are. Well, so and then true. it's almost like, well, I'm ready to just like wash my hands and be like, I am. I'm ready to let like, move on, awaken you, like Let's baby go. bird, and be a book. And then I'm ready. I'm ready to start on my next one. And I keep having all these ideas. Yay. And even just this episode, I'm like, I think I need a write some sort of book on being a control freak and all of that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, something like that, like harnessing. I don't know what it is. It's it's like it's being, it's bubbling around mm-hmm. my whole body. So Ooh. I feel like I am ready. I don't know if you're there. I'm excited to write two, actually three books. And I Good. can't decide which one to start first. Or maybe I'll just start all three and then see totally. where they go. But right. I'm excited. And that's fine. I actually was following somebody who was a, a young adult writer, and he got contracted to write two different books. So he would, from like eight to noon, he's like, I'm writing this sci-fi book about this alien cyborg. And then <laughs> from like, whatever, one to five, he's like, I'm going to write about blah, 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 yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it, is, it was. Yeah. But it, then it was like, his like mindset was like, I'm in this project hmm. and this project. And it was like this whole interview, like saying like, how do you keep that straight? What do you do? And he said, it actually makes me a better writer because I'm not so stuck in this project. Right. And then I can like step out of the box. And I think that's fine. Maybe, totally. maybe two, three might be a lot, but three maybe might three. Much, might, yeah. But I know, know it could be balancing. You know, you go from one and then you get tired of that I same see. thought process or whatever and you switch oh, for my, I have, I swear I have ADD, but I like to move around a lot. And I think it's just kind of a brain type, really. But I like to switch things up. So I find if I spend so many hours in one activity, I just, I need to do something else so That's your answer, girlfriend. Well, there you go. (laughs) I totally feel like I have that ADD, too. I mean, I think that we're all like, it's like the media stuff. We're like, ding, ding, what? 
yeah, everything's coming from all like, What did they say? The hu- average human has a attention span of six seconds, and a goldfish has one of seven seconds. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, what is it? Oh, shiny! Oh, turtle! Ooh, Ooh coffee latte! A video! Ooh. Oh, it's boring! <laughs> Another video! Oh, it's boring! Oh, exciting! Did you? I I was actually taking a training through the Wii Spot, and she was saying the average person reads a blog for no longer than. 30 seconds oh because wow. they don't even read it they they're scan. scrolling yeah and so it's really important to have a really good title pictures and headings because other mm-hmm. like they're just like okay oh like they'll read the heading and be like mm-hmm, i understand that and it's like just slow it down and read the goddamn article <laughs> that's why i think we oh. should have and maybe we'll still get to this but we should have every blog article available as an audio times format two. so that you can just yeah <laughs> times seven like, speed. i don't have time to read this oh but i can listen you i we need to just do it yeah. it really is I it's a genius it's, idea it wouldn't take that long yes. to record because i don't think our blog articles are even that long i think maybe some of them the max would be 10 minutes yeah. like eight minutes I and then you could great. just click on it like it oh is. i want to listen to that Right. Well, rounding back around to this whole yes, episode, right, of things that we can let go of, practicing healthy detachment, and maybe it's like that beautiful Jack Cornfield quote that mm, you read. It's not like it letting it be, right? It's like letting your metaphorical leaves. I almost would do this practice where I would imagine myself as this tree and I'm shifting and changing and the wind is coming up and blowing. And then there's all of these leaves at my feet. And like maybe some of them blow away and I can let go of some of them, but some of them are just around me. And like I have these roots in the earth and they might soak into my roots. I'm like here and I'm, I'm open with acceptance and just allowing my mm-hmm. life to be as it is. I like that metaphor too of letting all those old things we've let go of be the nutrients for the new life, for the mm, new cycle. Yeah. And so it's not that those are that it's all waste, it's all gone. Like it is useful because right. all that past experience is all leading towards our future, right? But we also have to be willing to let go of things that aren't serving us, including people and relationships. If you're involved in a relationship that's toxic or where you're always sort of it's a one-sided where you're the one that's always reaching out and making the effort. Or if it's Energy where suckers. someone's making you feel icky and guilty all the time and you don't really like it, but you can't, you don't feel like you're allowed to get out of that relationship because it's mm. like a parent or an old long friend or it's okay. You can like, make healthy boundaries. Let go of things that don't serve you. Let go of relationships that aren't healthy. Yes. Even if it feels like you're not allowed to, it's okay. Right. And I wrote a lovely blog article on mm-hmm. like how to create healthy boundaries, like tips that have helped me actually making healthy boundaries which has been one of the best things I could have done yeah for myself right and I was thinking of when you're saying all that I was thinking of like manure think of like it's literally like oh yeah excrement poop poop <laughs> it's poop yeah, and we that use go. that they like turn it they transform it and then they use that for farms and to like make healthy like you're saying rich nutrient soil mm-hmm. which is so weird to think of like there's poop in our food <laughs> like particles I mean it's like you know it's composted well, the nutrients from it, yeah, well then but... that's the thing is like that was something that was dead that like has been let go but then it helped create the a life a new life, life yes. right it's so true and it's like even if we can't let things go it just maybe like embracing them and I also think that something that's so important is our thoughts and really trying our best to be mindful mm-hmm. of the thoughts that we're, we're thinking. And I always ask myself this question, like, would I want this thought to come true? And if I'm like, ew, no, 
choose a new one. I'm like, choose a new thought. And a lot of times I think we're so, it's like media and our phones and we're, we're that six second attention span yeah. that we're like, oh, oh squirrel, <laughs> chicken. Yeah, what is it? Right? So it's like, Maybe if we can just, in those moments, we can become mindful of the thoughts we're thinking. And something that has been really helpful for me is like a gratitude practice. Mm. And it's like our minds are recorders and my mind plays gratitude. It's like subconsciously, it's like subliminally programmed. So I always just like, and repeat like, I'm grateful to be alive. Like I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for breath. I'm grateful for Sarah. And it's just on automated function. Like it's just, I push play. So if you're having a really hard time or down in the dumps, maybe you can notice your thoughts and perhaps you can like let go and like choose a new thought, a new way of thinking, which creates new ways of feeling. And gratitude is one of the highest feeling thoughts. It's like one of the highest vibrations. So when we're struggling, super down in the dumps gratitude can legitimately raise us up like raise our vibrations raise our vibrations yeah. it's super powerful and i think too like how powerful a gratitude practices and how at times in my past and there's people i've been around who it feels like they have the opposite they have what feels like a complaining practice yeah <laughs> and everything gets complained about and everything gets picked apart and the negative aspects are focused on and those times have always been miserable and yes, so it will remain miserable. This, yes. And this gratitude practice that I started, I don't even know when, maybe two years ago, I want to say, um, it's really changed my life. And I can't recommend enough to all, if you're out there listening and you're wondering like, what's one thing you can do right now, just change your life is think of three things you're grateful for every day. And if you write them down or don't, but even if you just the practice of highlighting what you're grateful for, what's positive it starts to shift your thinking. It gets this habit forming of always trying to see what there is to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that changes your vibration. Like you were saying, it just raises every moment you can choose to what you look at. And that's training you to look at things you can be grateful for. Right. And, and it always are things. Yes. Well, and I was just thinking when you were saying like the negative low vibe thought, think of those like dead trees that are standing there all like, Wah! and then these beautiful blossoming trees, like even this time of year, it's like, which tree do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Right? Ask right? yourself that, like, what tree do I want to be? If I'm looking and feeling like, if I'm like, oh, God, it's awful. Today's a horrible. Like, I had a hard day. I was feeling like a freaking basket case. But I showed up. And now, <laughs> you know, it's like, I showed up. And then I was like, okay, Shelly, you are fine. That was a crazy morning and all the things. But you're here. And I'm alive. I almost got into a car accident like you did. I didn't. I was oh sitting in my car. I said, I'm so grateful that I did. Like, I'm so grateful my car is whole and I'm safe and I'm driving. Like, thank you, universe. Like, thank you, guardian angels and spirit guides for protecting me. It's yeah. like those moments where we could be like, freak out and have a meltdown. And then how would my kids have responded? But they didn't because I was like, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a human. I made a mistake. I had a blind spot. <laughs> and... I'm so grateful that we are holding in one piece. We are. It's like a simple practice. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, great. Gratitude practice helps let go of those negative complaining and holding on to negative shit. Right? It's like that. I actually was drinking a cup at my sister's and it was like, choose to see the good. And what if I had a cup that said, choose to see the bad? I could choose (laughs) to see the bad, but I didn't have that cup today. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to choose to see. And even sometimes I feel like that perception of like good and bad is so distorted. And it's like, maybe just choose to see what is. Choose to see what is from that grateful heart. And what can you be grateful for 
looking at what is. Like, you're not trying to change it. You're not trying to optimistically change the world for the better. I don't feel like that's that's unrealistic. Right. But Unrealistic expectation. Yeah. Totally. And just, but instead of thinking, like, everything's always fine. Everything's always happy. Because it's blah, not. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. But, not like, seeing what and is yes. and being grateful for what you have in spite of maybe a hard circumstance. God, I think so that much changes more your life. Yes. It is. It's so much more powerful. You know, I'm thinking of 10 years ago. I was like seeking happiness I'm like I must be happy and now I'm like that grateful heart just having that my life I am so much more fulfilled and mm. I think metaphorically happy or whatever it's more not joyful. happy I'm just like yeah. or just like I have a grateful loving heart and I feel like I put that vibration out and I love all my relationships and my people around me and I'm mm-hmm. fucking grateful so yes thank you fall helping us let go and just practicing gratitude changed my life yes yes so I've been doing some fall cleaning I don't know if you noticed oh yes because we always do spring cleaning and I was like I don't know why I always feel like I want to let go of declutter in the fall and I think that's part of that clearing out and letting things go things tend to accumulate in corners and on desks and just going through and being like do I need this thing anymore is it really serving me I love is it helping me do I love it Mary Marie Kondo Kondo, Uh and her does it spark joy in you? I love that. I love that because it's like, why own something? Why have possessions right. if they don't bring you joy? If the maintenance and storage and clutter of them having it's them around overwhelming. is making you unhappy, like, why the fuck do you have that thing? You don't. Yeah. I, you don't I have it. a whole chapter in my book of cleaning your house, like mm. your physical things and then your energy the of energy your house. house yeah. And it's it was so funny. The other day, I opened my drawer and I was like, ah! <laughs> pulled out probably 12 shirts I was like no no but the bag's still sitting on the floor that I need to finish but it is so liberating to let go of things that are not helping us or even clothes like oh I think maybe I'm gonna wear this but if you haven't worn that in a year my friends you need to let that go that poverty mindset that's where it comes from our parents and their generations of like growing up in the great depression and a lack of like i'm never going to get this again so if i have this i have to hold on to it Mm -hmm. but that's not the case like i think there is such there's an abundance of everything and just like as simple as letting things go or like clearing off the table it creates space it's in for me my mind and my life i'm like when i look at a shelf that's discombobulated i'm like oh my goodness Yes. Well, thanks for joining us today on this fall special episode. Yes, and we're just, we encourage you to let go of what no longer serves you. And head over to www.voicesrisingpress.com to catch all all the greatest and latest. We post a new blog every week. Thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate all of you listeners. Please head over to your favorite platform and rate, review, comment, and share to help us be heard by even more people.